Debbie comes down and we just like hit it off and they tell us like, oh yeah, that's the print. They own this, their family. He's totally like refurbished the winery to make it all organic and restored it and all this stuff. Well, Debbie comes down and Debbie also knows no stranger and we hit it off. We get her phone number and she invites us back to a private uh, dinner party that evening at the castle, like legit, like insane, (laughs) like what you would see in Tuscany, like white four-story castle. Like, so Jason and I show up at like seven o'clock. Mind you, Debbie's nowhere to be found. We because can't find Debbie, our only American contact. Yeah, the only person that speaks English at this private party. Everyone else is speaking Italian and seems like family. Yeah, they're all like know each other. This is like a <laughs> private dinner party that they do like once a month for all the local friends. And then we're obviously like, who invited these tourists from the, wine- <laughs> the winery? To this? Welcome to Behind the Stays, a podcast that shares the stories behind your favorite Airbnbs and the hosts who've made them memorable. Behind the Stays is brought to you by Sponstaneous, a free weekly newsletter that brings you a carefully curated list of last minute deals and upcoming steals on Airbnb. Sign up at Sponstaneous.com. I'm your host, Zach Cruz. Enjoy the show. It's 11.32 p.m. on a Thursday night and you wake up in a panic. You forgot to send your guests the custom lockbox combination for your Airbnb and you missed the 17 messages they sent saying that they couldn't get in because you enabled sleep mode on your iPhone. You know, to try and cut down on screen time before bed and all. After apologizing profusely and sending them a bottle of bubbly in hopes that they won't leave you a one-star review, you think to yourself, how do other hosts stay on top of guest communications? The answer? They use Guesty for Hosts, an easy-to-use rental management platform. With features like automated messages that send important communications to guests at the exact right times, you'll never have to jeopardize your beauty sleep again. Guesty for Hosts allows short-term rental hosts to manage listings from Airbnb, VRBO, and Booking.com in one calendar and send a series of automated messages before, during, and after the guests stay. The platform also has features that help you manage cleanings, build a custom booking website, and so much more. You can start your 14-day free trial today, no credit card or setup fee or commitment required, and you can cancel any time if you don't love it. And it gets even better. While getting started for the first time, use the discount code SPONSTANIUS for 20% off your first year. Again, that's SPONSTANIUS. Use that discount code at checkout for 20% off your first year. In just a moment, you'll meet Hillary and Jason DeMeo, the creators of the IROX One, a Scandinavian modern retreat in Asheville, North Carolina. Hillary and Jason are serial entrepreneurs. A few years ago, the couple left their respective day jobs to go all in on an idea that they had dreamed about for years. And that idea was to start We Are Curio, a creative studio built for explorers and innovators. Hillary and Jason have consulted with incredible brands like Disney, NASA, the Orlando Magic, and Chick-fil-A, all within the context of We Are Curio. But the couple had always dreamed of expanding their work into the hospitality space. Tune in to hear the remarkable story of why this dynamic duo built the IROX Living brand and how they brought their first property, the IROX One, to life. All right, without further ado, get ready to meet Jason and Hillary. 
So Hillary and Jason, if I were to have the privilege of having a happy hour with the both of you mm -hmm. and, and some of your closest friends, and if I were to ask them to, to tell me a little bit about who Hillary and Jason are, what what do you think that they'd say? Is there is there a story that they might tell to help me better understand this this dynamic duo? <laughs> yes, well, we we have um, a quite fun story. About four years ago, we went to Italy, and so Jason's Italian, and it was like on our bucket list. We're like, we got to go connect with um, with Italy, just like the food, the wine. And so Jason and I were just, we're kind of explorers at heart. We are just down kind of people. And so we booked, Jason booked this like beautiful wine tour for us. We were in Florence and we were like, okay. So we just like, we go to the wine tour, you know, it was like beautiful and we're like eating lunch. And so, but the whole time, you know, I'm supposed to be focusing on our nice romantic lunch. Yeah. And out of the corner of- Getting like drinks. And yeah, it's a wine tasting. Like a tasting and she's not very- present at that moment. She's I'm, very present a lot of moments. Yes. When very, something gets your attention. I'm very capable of hearing. I have very good ears. I get it from my grandmother and I'm listening. So there's this big party of people over at this, like, you know, they're kind of like secluded, but like, you can tell there's like, this guy has like a big personality. And then there's this lady like, and so I, it's caught my attention. Cause I can hear things that they're saying. And so I pick up on it that the, the woman is an American. And so she's big, vibrant personality. And then the guy, he seems like he might own the place. So I'm, as I'm listening and pondering, I figure out that he is the prince who owns this generational winery for like the family's owned it for like hundreds of years, Prince Corsini. No, and so we, yeah. yeah, Hillary kept telling me like, I think that's the prince. And I said like, <laughs> What are you talking about? Like, one, how do you, how would you know that that's a prince? And like, is he still a prince? Yeah. Like, how does this work? Like, and so she just keeps like saying, like, I'm like, let's just like focus. Like, maybe that's what, what, what is, how is that going to change our day if we know that that's the prince or not? Let's just focus on the food and the experience and da 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 da. And so she like, kind of came back a little bit, but then like, you're really still scheming. Yeah. So then we head downstairs and we meet the husbands, uh, well, like the husband and the brother-in-law of like the really, um, fun lady, Debbie. Yeah. And so Debbie is very social. Yes. I meet no stranger. <laughs> I'm I, just like headphones on in the airport. Hillary's yeah. like talking to everybody. I've made friends with everyone before we left. I know their <laughs> stories. I'm like, let's have them over. And like, yeah. So then I meet Debbie's husband and Debbie comes down and we just like hit it off and they tell us like, oh yeah, that's the prince. They own this, their family. He's totally like refurbished the winery to make it all organic and restored it and all this stuff. Well, Debbie comes down and Debbie also knows no stranger and we hit it off. We get her phone number and she invites us back to a private uh, dinner party that evening at the castle, like legit, like insane, <laughs> like what you would see in Tuscany, like white four-story castle like so jason and i show up at like seven o'clock mind you no, debbie's nowhere to be found we because can't find debbie our only american contact. yeah the only person that speaks english at this private party everyone else is speaking italian and seems like family yeah they're all like know each other this is like a <laughs> private 
dinner party that they do like once a month for all the local friends. And then we're obviously like, who invited these tourists from the, wine, <laughs> the winery? <to> the- <laughs> and Jason and I are sitting there trying to have conversations with the locals, but we don't speak enough they Italian. Were us, they were but- so nice. They just let us like sit by them in <laughs> silence. So Debbie eventually comes and it's very like, like family. So once you're in, you're in, because otherwise you wouldn't have known. So then they proceed to take us by candlelight into the castle. So we eat dinner outside. So then we go in, we find ourselves in the castle and there's all this live singing live and music, yeah, yeah, live music, live opera. So like, yeah. there's like a guy doing I, the only song I know, like opera probably is like well, from Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> And like, well, like the end. Well, yeah, but yes, like this, oh, yes, yes. this guy's leading us around. He leads us to this side room with a candle and he's singing like Phantom of the Opera. I'm like, that's like the only opera I would know. Yeah. And it was just like this like crazy moment to be in Tuscany with the prince, with their top Italian opera singer singing a song that I know. It yeah. was just like one of those, just like, you're like, like fresh how, out how of a we... movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we get stranded. Our driver shows up at like one in the morning. We have no way to get back, but finally we did. And so, yeah, so this family, they're just the ones who like paid to restore the Trevi Fountain in Rome. And so we like hung out with them. So, yeah, so that that would describe us well. We're just down. <laughs> yeah. We're down kind of people. We have several of those stories where we'll people be like, how did you end up there? And we'll be like, we just kind of go with like in a very strategic way. Like I'm listening and seeing if there's opportunity and Jason's like along for it. We've done it. We've been married for like 16 years. So we've done it long enough. We're like, he trusts me. If I like feel like, Hey, there might be something over there. We should go explore it. And I, I see, I see a lot of opportunities and Hillary, I don't want to use the word exploit because that's not a good word, but Hillary, <laughs> is, she pulls out the I opportunity. I, she I, yeah, yeah, she's an optimizer. An optimizer. If we took like, you know, if we told you 10 more stories, it would probably be the same kind of situation. Yeah. Like me kind of like bringing us to a place or seeing an opportunity, mm. but then Hillary, like, taking that opportunity and making it like 10, 10 X. So you need, you yeah, need the person to find the door. Right. And then you need the yes, other person yes. to run through it. So that's, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> perfect. That's perfect. Uh, so, um, you know, a couple of months ago we connected on Instagram and literally, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Hillary, but I think it was like literally like a few days later, my wife and I were staying in your guys' incredible place in Asheville, North Carolina. And so I really want to dive into the whole story behind IROX and specifically the IROX one, which is where we stayed. Um, But first, I really want to understand the story behind We Are Curio. Like what is what is We Are Curio and, and why did you both decide to found it? Yeah, so. We Are Curio came out of, one, Curio was an Etsy shop uh, like eight years ago huh. that I was just super into, like picking, going to yard sales, finding super unique, really interesting artifacts and selling them online as like a side hobby, just kind of like just something fun that I enjoyed, helped me appreciate art and design and things like objects. And so, so yeah, it started with that. It was called Curio. And then as I was, um, I'm a reader, I was reading all about design thinking. I kind of stumbled upon this idea of problem solving called design thinking. I'd never super been into like being a leader or being like, I don't know. It it just made sense for me how to solve problems with design thinking. And so 
I really just like went down a rabbit hole. I went to Harvard. I, I like, I learned all about design thinking as a way of solving problems. And I thought to myself, man, I could really use my creativity and my problem solving mind that thinks differently to help organizations, individuals, people really, what our tagline is expand what's possible, like mm. take what's possible and just kind of like blow it up. So I started doing like little workshops here and there for Hillary actually was the first probably workshop I did. She was mm -hmm. the dean at a university and I did it for her students. And so just kind of testing it out. And I was kind of in the middle of this idea of like, okay, I could either try to build out this curio thing online, selling mid-century items and like interesting items to people. Or I could build out these like workshops, consulting around this idea of design thinking, human-centered uh, kind of innovation. Mm -hmm. um, and so Hillary was pretty much like, uh, I know <laughs> you need to, yeah. you're, you're too smart to be like <laughs> going to yard sales. We need you to do this over here. And so really started like ramping that up. And then Hillary, like pretty much right from the beginning too, was just like decided to quit her job. I was going to be like a two-year process. I was going to get things going get some clients. And then Hillary just kind of like decided one day that like, let's go all in on this. We didn't necessarily have the perfect plan for that. And yeah, we, we launched it and together and used, we changed from curio. A curio is just a unique thing. Like it's yeah. kind of the definition of a unique object. And so we were trying to figure out, you know, should we just call it curio? There were some other curios out there just here and there for us. We are curio is like together. We're all, we make this like unique perspective, mm -hmm. uh, us and our clients. And so, yeah, so we, we did that for like, and have, we continue to do that mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, for about seven, eight years now, just using design thinking and kind of creative thinking to help people solve problems, get mm -hmm. outside of the box. Mm -hmm. What's yeah. also, what's also cool about that is I feel like the, there's connotations there of like, you know, like I think your your average person when you hear curio, you immediately think curious. And this idea of like mm -hmm. we are curious, like we are curious yes. as, as like this like we haven't figured everything out yet. Like we yes. who we are is we are constantly this like evolving process. And so I, I yeah. love I totally got it right when I saw it. Um that's awesome. it made sense to me. So so that's that's great. That's that's a that's a really, really cool story. Wow. And like talk about like being, you know, bold to quitting quitting your job, Hillary, without like a fully like proved concept and just just diving right in. That's a uh, that's incredible. So I, I have to ask because I have talked to a number of husband, wife, you know, power couple duos that, you know, are are working on an Airbnb together, but not too many people that are, you know working on an Airbnb together, but also doing something a lot broader than that. So I, I have to ask, like, what is like the best and like worst and maybe worse is a, a, a heavy word, but like the best yeah. and, and most challenging thing about Very working good. together. Yeah. <laughs> Did you want to start? Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we we would definitely consider ourselves serial entrepreneurs together. And we I would say at our best we really together represent, we're so different and unique in our own giftings. Jason's an introvert. I'm an extrovert. We just like the skills on our Myers-Briggs were opposite. All of these things on like maybe paper, but really at our best, we bring like a very whole person to the table. Hmm. So it's kind of our superpower, like our unfair advantage is that together we really represent like 
like a fully, I don't know, like thriving human or, and so in our consulting business, we really can connect to clients because either Jason might get them Mm -hmm. or I get them, or he might understand one part of where they're struggling, but I can understand how to help them like develop a plan to overcome it or to launch it. And so it really is our superpower when we're both like thriving. I think that's why we have found success and enjoy running businesses and running our family together. We very much like co-parent, we run the business. Our life is very much like a team effort because we know Mm -hmm. that our giftings um, is really actually what makes us like set apart. And so um, I think that that took time to learn and like letting go of our egos and letting go of our um, just really like pride in our work. Mm. I would say one, I think maybe this, like we came to maybe like a point of tension, I don't know, a couple years ago, that the container for We Are Curio wasn't big enough for both of our energies. We're both like very dynamic people, very passionate, very like we could both run our own businesses on our own. So it's like to put our caliber of energy, it can be combusting if we don't harness it or um, release it the right way. So we kind of a couple of years ago came to this reality that we needed to make a bigger container. And so that wasn't just this like, oh, easy, like reality. It was definitely hard. And there was like friction and frustration in it. But the reality is we realized we needed to expand the container of what we were offering the world. And then that's where we inserted Jason's art practice and is now like a fully represented artist. And we then created IROX. And that would be, I would say my lane that I really run from like the hospitality side. So it's, you can add to it, but I think from the the heartache and maybe some of the pain of not making enough space for us, Mm. we realized that the container had to be bigger. And now we both really come together for the dreaming, the planning, bringing our best selves. And then we go apart, like we go back and like create our things and come. So it's a very much like a ebb and flow, but it took, you know, years to figure out. (laughs) Wow. Wow. That's incredible. Uh, Jason, what would you add to that? Um, I'll just make it maybe short. The first thing that came to mind with that question was that like, we both have the same dreams but we also both have the same problems. So like the best part about it is like, we're like working on all these amazing dreams together. We really are great collaborators. We refine our dreams really quickly and then can launch them. But then it's like, if, if those dreams are having problems, we both are like, so like the energy of both of us are on the same wavelength in a good way. Mm -hmm. But if you're like on a low point in Uh the wavelength, you're both feeling that pain at the same time. So it's like, trying to find ways to, you know, for the other person to be more optimistic or positive sometimes when another person might be like feeling down about something or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's, it's, it's, a, it's such a blessing to be on the same wavelength, but then it's like you're all your eggs are in the same basket. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you got to like ride the roller coaster together. <laughs> that's a really, really interesting uh, perspective too. And, and makes a and makes a lot of sense. So Speaking of sort of expanding that that container, when did the idea about what would eventually become IRX One? When did it first come about? Like, was it pretty intentional? Hey, we want to go and like build an Airbnb. We want to you know figure out how to create a luxurious short term rental, and then IRX came from that. Or was it like where, where did the concept start? And and what was really sort of like the impetus for it? At least originally. Hmm. Yeah. There's a couple answers to that, but yeah. yeah. Do you want to start? Yeah. I mean, kind of even the back 
origin story is that like, so here in Lakeland, Florida with our, we are curio clients, we do private intensives with them in our house here. We have a pretty cool, like mid-century modern home. And so that actually gave us this idea, like a few years ago that we enjoyed the the hospitality space, even Mm. in our home. Like we have, we are curio robes and towels and like, and we do, they fly in and we do intensives here in our home. Um, And that really was like, we, that, that showed us that we like loved, especially me loved that idea. So then, but we realized that we could only bring clients in that we know that we trust that just the way our house is physically set up. So then that led us fast forward to this idea that we needed a um, space to do these retreats and Mm. That is why the physical, the way IROX is built is the private house on like one side and then the attached space is for our clients to stay in. So we're like together, but then they have their own space. So that's kind of like the meta story from like the bigger company vision. And then you can kind of insert your perspective on like why Asheville, we were there in May, 2019 and kind of that, that part blended in. So we had this, we had a pain point. We needed a specific space we get tired of the heat in Florida. Mm-hmm. We wanted to get to the mountains. Yep. You're a budding artist. You can yeah. weave it together. And I think too, just, we both love architecture. Yeah. I mean, I, I read, I like read a lot about architecture. I always have seen myself doing interior design, doing architecture, doing those things. Um, and we do those small projects with, we are curio. We are starting to yeah. take on some like reimagining space kind of projects. So I think we've started to feel like we are, we want to step into the space like arena. We just didn't quite find the right time yet. Mm-hmm. And then we went to Asheville and um, we were there for a client. We were there for a client one day and we just like fell in love with Asheville. Huh. We're like, oh, we go to North Georgia all the time, which is a great place, but it doesn't have, you know, the culture, the food, the art scene, like all of that. We're like, this is, this could accomplish both of the things that we love is getting away in the woods and then also being near art and food. Um, so the next time we came, we got a realtor, we talked to like, we looked at land and then I think not that we, did we offer, yes. we offered on we a piece it. of land that second time we ever set foot in Asheville. Wow. Um, so we just felt the energy, a lot of like moments of serendipity. Mm-hmm. We try to pay attention to those things. And like, when you have, multiple of those, you start feeling like, okay, maybe something's here. Mm-hmm. And we, we did it. We went for it. We at least bought the land and we, we were like, we were going to build something on this, yeah. but we didn't even know what it was. And yeah. So, I mean, I really felt like the art scene was drawing me in black mountain college. Um, there's just a whole, like almost all of my favorite artists studied there at huh. some point. Um, there's a movement out of Germany called the Bauhaus, like back in the day um, that I was just so connected to. And many of the the people during that time uh, that had to immigrate because of World War II left there, Germany, and came to Black Mountain College. And so I was like, man, this is so would be such an amazing place for me to do art and kind of move into that arena. So there was just like so many little things that were making this the place that we felt like we got to go for something here. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and then we just decided we'll get the land and then we'll figure out how to put something on it. Yeah. 
And then we just kind of like kept, mm-hmm. kept rocking from there. We were sitting on the hillside. So we bought the land in like January. And then we were literally sitting on in March of 2020 when the world shut down, we like, we're sitting on the hill and we were like, we have to get back home, but we were like, we have a, we're going to still move forward with this, with our builder. And so it was like, should we go for it? And it's in the middle of this pandemic that no one understands. Literally it was like March 12th or something. And we're sitting there. People come. Yeah. And we're like, we just got to keep moving forward and we just have to bring this dream into the world. And so we just chose courage like time and time again. Again. And mm. so that's really like it was before, but then it was really we had to just like keep pushing ahead and not mm-hmm. knowing what was going to come on the other side of um, really 2020. Yeah. 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 I mean, and I, I think what was so striking to me when my wife and I were there was, you, you know, we've stayed, we've spent the last you know, 15 months hopping around living, you know, in, in, so many different Airbnbs, some really cool cabins to some, you know, beach houses to just some, you know, more traditional sort of like neighborhood like homes uh, and, and everything in between. And I, I think what you guys did with with IROX One is something that it, like it, it was a it was a much more comprehensive space mm-hmm. than I would think I was anticipating. Like you, you see a lot of really cool kind of like chic scandinavian style cabins in that area mm-hmm. but it's it's like it's long like you walk in like you open the door <laughs> right and it's it's this like very long like continuous room but you guys did a really good job of like you know sectioning it out making a living yeah. space versus a dining space versus the kitchen space but because of like that glass wall that you guys essentially have with all those doors that look right mm-hmm. over the blue ridge mountains it it feels like a just this massive space but we kept we kept saying time and time again like whoa, if we needed for for work to just like get a mental space, you know, get some mental mm-hmm. space, get away, create something new, this is exactly the kind of space we would want to come to do mm-hmm. that. And it was kind of cool about how it's structured too is like you can, you know, make your coffee in the kitchen while somebody's, you know, sitting down for a Zoom call like on the couch. Mm-hmm. You can make yourself – and you don't actually feel like you're disturbing them. Like you, you feel like you're in like very separate spaces even though you're mm-hmm. you're together in the same room. And so I guess this is a long way of asking a question. How, how did you all know how to plan the space out? Like how – and like the deck, for example, it's massive. It's huge. Like the, the cool breezeway, like – I mean, I get that you guys are creative people, and but I've met a lot of creative people that I don't think could figure out how to design something like the IROX One. So how did you all know what you were doing? How did you start? And what, if any, challenges did you encounter along the way? Mm, such a good question. Yeah. And thanks for all the, the nice Com- things yeah. you said about the, the space. I feel like that's exactly what we want that space to be. The mm-hmm. two words in my mind, like, are healing and dreaming Yeah, that like people come there and it would be a space that, you know, personally they could heal relationally, they could Mm -hmm. heal, but then also as you heal as a person, then you want to dream and you want to like come to the next level of whatever you want to bring to the world. So what you said has been something, a refrain that many people have said Mm -hmm. that have stayed there. And even when we're there with friends, like healing conversations happen, dreaming conversations happen there. So yeah, so there's something really special about the land and the energy I feel like that we, we put into it. Um, But to go back to your question about like, how did we get it started? I feel like it's the same 
process that we've been teaching people mm-hmm. for like seven years about design thinking. And it's this idea that you prototype really small, like you start really small. Um, I mean, literally just like Hillary and I getting blocks, Legos, like things like that. And literally wow. like, like, yeah. like I, I'm not an architect. I'm not really like a mathematical person, but I'm literally like cutting out sticky notes for the exact size of the windows mm-hmm. and I'm laying it out just like in a very um, childlike fashion mm-hmm. in the beginning where it's just like, okay, I just want a lot of windows and we want to pop up the roofs and like, just like down to the mm-hmm. basics. So I think that even in the very beginning, we were just like, what if we just put like a 500 square foot thing on this? Mm. Which, which again, to go back to the story of me and Hillary, it was like, I just want like a little artist retreat. You wanted a studio shed. And like, <laughs> and just like get something up there. And I would have been like so elated. And then Hillary's like, no, we, we need to maximize it. We can do this. We can do the roofs and da, da, da. And I'm like, okay, let's figure it out. We also really let the land speak to us. Yeah. Like we spent so many trips sitting. We camped out like literally <laughs> in tents and camper. Yeah. We drug a camper up there. We would sit out there. We really let the land like speak to us and dictate because reality is it's a shelf like on a hill in the sense of like, it's just a very long strip. And yes. so we are very much about like, so it's a green build home. We wanted to be really connected to nature and let that property like speak to what it, what, like what was dictated. So we, we really want like the lay of that land and then face it towards the mountain so that they could really like speak as like the focal point. And so the unique thing about building and designing during a pandemic is we actually were like the designers and on computer paper, like yeah. literally drew it out. And then we hired a local architect in Lakeland because because of the pandemic, we couldn't get to Asheville very much. So he designed it. And then our builder had like a North Carolina architect, like stamp it. Um, but it was really about like, and then the other thing, so what Jason was saying, we, you prototype. And then a couple other things that we did is we also, um, we, we got a lot of feedback from real, like we would hold like focus groups before we ever build it and like actually like printed it out, asked people, what did they wanted to see in it? What would they, what, what would the stay have? What could make it special? So we got a lot of feedback and took that into account. And then also we did a lot of like staying in Airbnbs and visiting them and design something that we would want to stay. And yeah, a pain, taking notes everywhere. Yeah, definitely. And a pain point for us is like, we have our daughter with us, we're traveling, but we, we normally either have a nanny or a grandparents but you still want to feel like you can get away as a family, but then have space for the them to stay in the studio. And so that was a reality. And then also we didn't even really realize this, but what's happening for our current guests is the family can be in the actual main house and then say it like mom or dad needs to get on a Zoom call. Now the studio is operating as almost like a private office. Yeah. So people are loving that as like the family isn't being inconvenienced, but mom and dad could work if needed, but you're still together, but separate. So we really created something that both was fitting with the nature that would work for real users and actually like fit real need, like solve a problem that real people have. And so, and then I was going to just say one more thing. Like I was just thinking that like, we didn't know we could do it, but we believed we could do it. And I think a lot of people, you got to know your limits and what you're capable of doing. And we didn't know we could hire an architect and like find a builder and do all these things. But we believed 
well, these things are possible. Yeah. Like we, we know people who are architects, like we can figure this out. So I think that maybe if you're a person listening and you're like, man, I don't know mm-hmm. how to do X, Y, Z. I didn't know how to be an artist. I didn't go get trained or any, I, but I believed I could be an artist. Mm-hmm. And then I did the work behind it. And now, and now I'm an artist and now mm-hmm. we have IROX one. And, you know, so I think that just like that idea of, we didn't know, but we believed we could do it. But mm-hmm. did you have something else? Yeah. Sorry. No, no, I agree. With that. Yeah. Yeah. So well said. And, you know, that's a perfect transition to to my next question for you, for you, Jason, around, around being an artist. And, you know, we actually, my wife noticed this first. She was like, I think that these pieces are, are like custom. I think that they, they might've designed yeah. them. And this is before we even like read up and then realized and confirmed that, yes, you had in fact, uh, yeah. um, you were the artist behind, behind the the painting. So talk to us about like, were those were those pieces designed specifically for the IROX one? Were they pieces that you had designed previously that then worked its way into into the space, or or how did that work? Yeah, yeah, the, bo- both and. Um, a couple of them have been kind of just created and were just pieces that were kind of waiting for a home, but had like a similar vibe. And Hillary kind of gobbled those ones up <laughs> before they went to galleries. She was like, "I'm just gonna these these fit with what the vision is for these." really, you know, Mm. clean white walls, like we need like a pop. So I would say maybe two or three of them were ones that I had already created. And then the one that was kind of made more custom Mm -hmm. was the one in the living room Mm. that has like five five panels to it. Um, And so that one is just such a a big, huge space with like, you know, what is it like 13 to Mm. 15 foot ceilings Mm -hmm. or whatever. It's like, you, we needed some like major pieces in there that could take up some real space. And so I, I created that piece for that with the tones and the colors that would, you know, work with Asheville. And so, um, and, uh, I, there, there's a theme, I, I actually was the, the theme was, um, it'll be all right. Was it's, that's the title of the, um, painting. Um, and so I just wanted people to sit in that, uh, area and hopefully that, painting kind of mm-hmm. emanates this idea that like whatever you're going through it's going to be all right like uh, god's got you if you you know you're a person of faith or the universe is holding you you know whatever it is like that you feel man i'm here yeah i'm alive i'm in a safe space mm-hmm. it's going to be all right so so that piece was kind of made distinctly for that spot mm-hmm. but doesn't it have elements too from Asheville? Has like elements. In it? yeah yep. so part of his creative process is using pieces of material like nature like leaves and these things and in, in, in his pulling process so we wanted a piece of Asheville to be in those pieces as well so it really connected yeah. to the physical space um so. so yeah wow wow that's that's so incredible so Hillary what is your favorite like space in in the Irox one like is there is there like a nook or a cranny that you <laughs> that you love especially and if so which which space is that I know, gosh, that's a tough question because each of them kind of a piece of my heart is in them in a different way. I think the most um, like joyous space is the studio. It really almost feels like a cathedral to me. Mm. Like it, the way that the ceilings are so high and you just like walk in there and then that it's a seven by seven foot window. And we wanted it to have this very um, just like, expansive but also like hidden like peaceful like that big tree really like makes you feel secluded like we never intend to probably put any kind of shades or anything on that window in the sense of like 
no one can see in, but you can see out. And so we wanted that space to hold you in a very like cathedral like way. Mm. Um, but the coziness of like the fireplace and the elements. And so that's probably like my favorite spot, um, in there. I mean, I, I really like the studio, the, the breezeway is probably my second favorite in the sense of like sitting in the hot tub, mm-hmm. overlooking the mountains. Yeah, We've, I hosted Thanksgiving around the big table and even being in November, it was like gorgeous weather, the fireplace is on. Um, so it's probably like a close second that indoor outdoor space is really special to me yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. What about mm-hmm. you, Jason? Man, mm-hmm. yeah, I, a couple just like moments I can think of that I love. I love waking up in the morning and coming uh, out, of, out yes. of the bedroom, just into the like massiveness of the windows and the the mountains. And that like moment really always sticks out to me, like just like waking up, coming out, getting a coffee, walking out on the deck. The, the hot tub is another place that mm-hmm. like I just am always like, I can't believe we made this happen. Yes. Like, <laughs> like I just sit in there. And, and it, and it really is magic because like, I think once you start putting your creativity into stuff, like sometimes like the energy just gets magnified. Mm -hmm. Like when we first were on the ground in Asheville, we felt like we could almost barely see the mountains. Like we're like, it's off in the distance. There was a ton of trees that we had to like cut down so you could get a better view. But like, it was very hard to see the vision of what is there now. Wow. And now that it's done and the decks up higher, that the house ended up being up on blocks, like higher than just being on the ground. So that gave you a better view. Like I just, I'm just like always blown away by the mm-hmm. view. Cause I'm like, it's actually like probably five times. It feels big. Like it feels like a bigger yeah. view yeah. than when I first even was there. Yeah. And it just somehow every time I go back, I feel like, did the view get bigger? Yeah. Like this is so weird. Like, so anything that, anything with the view and um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that that's my favorite part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, you guys just with, with that whole, like it, we kept calling it a glass, a glass wall and you feel yeah. like, like that would be enough. And then you walk outside and then there's that massive <laughs> deck and you're just like, this is just it's a massive space like even though even though like when you're when you're driving up you don't you don't necessarily think that and then it's like wow it goes on and on and on and oh you make a left here and like oh there's a breezeway there and then there's the deck that wraps around and oh and then like on the other side you know of the Mm -hmm. of the uh, adjacent uh, apartment there's a whole like you know, picnic table and string lights and like this really cool, you know, secondary outdoor yeah. space. It's just, it's a, it's a very like expansive property. Um, yeah. which, which, which brings me to, uh, my next question, which is around the path of possibility. So I can say with, uh, definity that in all the places we've ever stayed, we've never experienced something like this. So <laughs> I have to ask it, you know, this is, a, this is a short sort of walking path that exists right beyond, um, the kind of mother-in-law's suite, this, this studio apartment, uh, where did the idea for this come from and, and what is the path of possibility? Yeah, that's a great question. We, we have like, you know, I think it's two acres mm-hmm. and we're like, man, we did when there's a great spot that you get to be in the building and all of that. But I'm like, there's this whole area that we could create our own little like walking path. And really it was just me and our, our daughter, Ellie, we would just go on walks together and like explore together and find new paths and mm-hmm. stuff. And then I think 
just one day we were walking and we're like, we should like make this a thing. Like we should clean it up. We should <laughs> put up some signs for people to think about stuff. And Ellie gets like super into it. And she's really a great um, th- dreaming partner too. Mm-hmm. Like Ellie really gives amazing ideas. Um, so we were just going back and forth on like what we could do, where we could put the signs and all this stuff. And so we still need to work, like we need to develop, we're going to keep developing it, but we wanted to at least have something for people to do something reflective um, while they're on location that hopefully it's not all, like you said, it's not a long walk, but it's enough time that you can walk. You can see the the prompt questions and uh, hopefully give you a moment to kind of dream a bit. Mm -hmm. So that was the, that was the big idea. It's based off of our, uh, our process, Our uh, our innovation process from We Are Curio. And so we try to layer that into everything we do. And so there's four like stops on the the path of possibility and they follow our four things, immerse, expand, design, act, which are our four ways of kind of bringing ideas to life. So immerse is more reflective about who you are. Expand is a little bit more like dreaming. Design is like, how do you take the next step? What's the first small step? And then act is more like courage and like, why not you? Why, Why shouldn't you be the person to do it? Um, so it just quickly takes you on that process and, uh, we just wanted something for people to reflect Mm -hmm. and to hopefully have their dreams start opening up and, and adding another layer to the IROX experience Mm -hmm. that is not just design and not just aesthetic, Mm -hmm. but is like meaningful. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's like artists. It's like, there's like decorative artists that make beautiful work that look great in your home. And then there's also what hopefully I try to be is, uh, I know I try to create beautiful things, but also that have like layers and layers of meaning to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like, you know, that's the same thing we're yeah. trying to do with, with the IROX experiences, give you something beautiful that, you know, Provokes immediately you. you're like, wow, this is beautiful. But then as you kind of go down the rabbit trail or whatever, it's like there's more and more layers of meaning every time. And we even just talked to Ellie about this when we were up there. We're like, every time we visit IROX one, everybody's got to think of one thing that adds more value while you're here. So now Ellie's always scheming. So we need to have Legos for kids while we're here. We need to do whatever it is. We're just always trying to add more layers. And I think that's what people want to come back because it's like, oh, there's a new layer that I get to experience while I'm here. So Mm -hmm. yeah, the path is one of those layers that I feel like mm-hmm. we're, we're developing. So, so well said. Thanks for, thanks for like painting that for us too. Just that's such yeah. a vivid image. It brought me right back. Um, I, yeah, that's, that's super, super cool. So a couple final questions for you guys. First though, before we dive into these, these two final questions, where did the name IROX come from? Like what was, what was the story behind the name? Well, I, we were just like thinking of a name. Like we knew we were going to, start a, a brand and mm-hmm. we knew it was going to be come more than just one Airbnb. Maybe we'll talk about that in a moment, but we're like, we need a name for this. Uh, we do a lot of branding projects for people. We'll work on naming and kind of essence work. Um, so we love that. And I, I was just leafing through um, a book. It's probably right behind me here somewhere, but the idea of the book is just uh, it's the Harvard categories of colors. They have like all these different colors that they've curated over years and years and years of just beautiful pigments and things like that. And one of the pigments I came across um, was a a golden color and it was called IROX. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. Our brand, We Are Curio, has gold in it. Um, It's like the main color. 
And uh, gold is like an idea of like purity and of truth and of trying to help people find something beautiful. So gold has that kind of uh, representation to us uh, as kind of a brand idea. And so it just, it seemed like a natural kind of carry through the gold using the elements of the earth Mm -hmm. and of to bring something to life. And I, I think I have to look it up. I think there's, there's like irox, iron oxide is one of the elements that's on the moon too. So I thought that was like a cool, like tie-in of dreaming and yeah, like, yeah. we're down here on earth, you're in this Irox, but you're also, you know, dreaming, looking at the moon. So, so yeah. And then no one had really, you know, branded that idea. And it sounded to me like a strong thing. And I feel like buildings should be strong. It's mm. like Irox. It yeah. sounded like a strong name. So, mm. so yeah. So we yeah. rolled with it. Hillary yeah. liked it. And any, any additional? I was just gonna say, and in the actual like logo itself, the X really symbolizes even like on a mark, like you're here, like you have arrived. And so uh-huh. we really like that. We're probably even going to continue to build that out with the brand is like this X is like, you're, yeah. you're like, you've arrived at something mm. like the special. Eyes exclamation point. Yeah. And the, is like, mm-hmm. yeah. like we want there to be like this to be a very, um, like exciting, you know, fun experience for you. But the, yeah, the I being an exclamation point is intentional. And so, yeah, I feel like now we're at this place where we, we've like created the brand. We're like six months into it. And now just continuing to tell that story of it being like the elemental name that really like is a thread that co- goes through all of our companies like as well. And so there's just so much depth to it that we feel like now we're ready to like share and really have internalized for ourselves. So yeah. Yeah, and that's a that's a beautiful segue uh, into into my next question here around you. It this the space that we've been talking about is called Irox One, which mm-hmm. sort of implies that maybe there will be more Iroxes or Iroxy um, in 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 you know the future. So what I know that this is still like it's brand new still. So it's you know just kind of getting getting uh, off the ground and whatnot. But talk to us a little bit about plans, thoughts, ideas for how you might expand IROX? Yeah, well, we have loved it and enjoy the process so much that we bought the two acres next to us. So we oh, now wow. own four acres on the hill. So when you come up, our property, IROX one is to the left and um, we are excited. This is kind of our first public announcement of it, but IROX two, the gallery house is under contract. So Ooh. we are mm-hmm. expanding. It will be probably coming in early 2023 is probably when it will actually be like completed, but we are in the final phases of the design. Um, we hired because we can be there more because we can be on site. We got to hire an amazing design and build company called assembly build. And so just super creative in Asheville that just an amazing team. And so, yeah, we, this one will we piece together the process the yeah. first time <laughs> yeah. with architects and yeah. all this stuff. They kind of do the whole process with you. In-house, um, yeah. So that that's been a great blessing to have just really high end creative people yeah. expanding on our ideas and not feeling like we have to bring all of it mm-hmm. and we can really bring extra flair to it. So mm-hmm. they've been great. 
Yeah. So we are in the really the final stages of developing it. It's going to be a two story house. This one, it will face kind of the mountain. There's actually a mountain range um, to like the left side of where in. Um, so actually going up higher, you can see the mountain range over there. So it's going to be two story with a balcony off of the side. Um, there's going to be a deck also off the back with like the hot tub. And this one will have even more of like an outdoor space because just the way it's um, connected to like the ground. Mm -hmm. And once again, really just like speaking to like listening to what the land has to say and letting the land really dictate us. We're not huge into, you know, excavating out the mountainside. And I mean, one, those are insanely expensive, but two, <laughs> we just feel like you can, you can like, you can build along the mountain in a way that complements it. And so, and really nestles you in. Um, so yeah, so IROX two, the gallery house is going to be coming in early 2023. So, and, um, the name, the gallery house is we really are designing it around, um, this Jason's like art and this yeah. like beauty of it. Like we are intentionally already crafting in the build, like where pieces of art will go, um, what we want them to speak to people. The aesthetic of this one will still be luxury and high end, but more of a, um, Japandi, like Japanese Scandinavian style. Ooh. So more of a, um, white, um, sages, light wood, like very, um, like the, like kind of the white version of this, like lighter, like aesthetic where the other one maybe has those like, you know, heavy elements of like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of, like the more masculine with like the black kitchen and all that, we're going to go with the light wood and stuff. So they will definitely complement each other. And our hopes is to continue to keep building out more IROX properties. So for us, it is a lug treats there. Yeah. Host yeah, so you could rent out both properties and have a small 20-person retreat or family gathering or a work retreat um, could be there. But yeah, we really see the IROX brand as a like a boutique hospitality, a really intentional, well-designed stays across the country and maybe a big dream across the world. So just finding the right partners and but maybe yeah, just keep building it. We love it and we love space. We think we think it brings healing and really um hopefully inspires and speaks to people well i am very very excited love the name the gallery house by the way very very cool. very cool Thank um major i'm props. typically the branding guy but hillary, <laughs> hillary nailed it i like it i just let it speak to me so. no it's yeah good. yeah I love it. it's, that's Thanks. that's very very exciting well, this has been a blast. I really just first and foremost appreciate your all's hospitality and the way that you all you, you've just been so intentional about like how you've approached these things. And I, I'm sure it's not like as neat and polished as it looks, but um, it, it at least gives off this appearance that you guys are building something very intentional and you're, you know, you're thinking through each step um, very critically uh, and, and, and very creatively. And I think that great, great things are are in store for you all. And I can't wait to continue to watch both We Are Curio and IROX continue to grow. Um, my my final, final question for you is around the best review from a guest that you've you've received so far. Mm -hmm. And and what about this review was was special? Yeah. Well, I'm so excited. We just last night mm -hmm. reached super host status. Hey, so congratulations. Yeah, I know. Big deal. But um, it just, you know, it just takes time to get reviewed and going through that process. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, for me, I specifically pulled up a review, um, but it's my favorite thing. This was Nikki. She came up from Miami and she chose IROX for her 30th birthday. Um, But what was so special about it was not only did they just have like the best time, um, but they and they they said it reminded them of a chalet in Tremblant, which is I think uh-huh. uh, is like Italian, I think like sure. or but just but this yeah. like really beautiful place. I went and looked it up. I was like, I don't even know what they're talking about, but <laughs> I was like, sure, that's exactly what it is. But what was so cool is they added on to this experience and they hired a private chef to ah. come out and they did like her 30th birthday party on the breezeway. They had a sommelier. They did like wine tasting and like the hot tub. And like, for me, it was just so neat that they could feel this like creative energy to um, like add to it. And so now we have partnered with local um, businesses where you can book private chefs. You can have massage therapists come out. You can, um, you can have a sommelier, like all of these amazing yoga on the deck. So that made me better as a host, which was really cool. Um, and we were actually rated like the number one luxury stay in Asheville recently by, um, a blog that just came out. And so for me, I love it when guests make me better as a host, Hmm. um, and expand on their ideas. And then probably one of my other favorite feelings. And when I was really designing the hospitality side is when they say, wow, they've thought of everything. And that's like, to me, like I want to be able to provide just a seamless stress-free stay and to surprise and delight them in ways that they didn't even know that they would have wanted these amenities. And so for me, that's really like luxury is when you have left thinking, wow, there was nothing that I didn't need and I had it all. And then I could just really, truly enjoy and soak up the stay. And so for me, that that's just like the best feeling when they leave. And I just feel like it gave them a big hug for their stay. Mm-hmm. So I love that feeling. Yeah, that's awesome. That's uh, that's a great, great story. And yeah, I, I love I, th- I feel like even just seeing you know, following you guys on Instagram and stuff and, and just seeing some things around you guys being very responsive and adaptive to like mm-hmm. the feedback that you give like that yeah. is that is sort of like the, you know, what separates the, the best hosts from the from the rest of the pack is especially for people that are you guys are trying to design so much more than just like a nice place for people to stay like you're really trying to cultivate like this like memorable experience this like mm-hmm. expansive experience so all the more uh reason why I think it's so cool that you guys are adapting and listening and in real time mm-hmm. um molding the experience around what people are saying that they want more of so um, we just put up curtains. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that was one of the ones. And we got, we felt it too. We knew it. We were like, at first we were like, well, we don't need any curtains on here. This is amazing. Yeah. yeah. And then like you start feeling once it gets into the hotter times, <laughs> yeah. you're like, wow, that sun, you know, really. No warms joke. Up. <laughs> um, so, we, I mean, it. I, I'm up on a 14 foot ladder oh, last my. time, like holding my breath that I'm like yeah. not going to fall off, but we, we got him up and, uh, it's going to be great. I think it's going to add another, just like soft texture to that. Mm-hmm. That won't take away anything from the view, but if you do need a little bit more, uh, privacy or just sun privacy. Yeah. You'll have that. And that's, what's been so fun. Even designing the second one is taking into account yeah. like everything we've learned these last six months mm. and really 
designing it with the user in mind. And that is unique for our designer and builder team because they don't really design. Most people don't build Airbnbs from or like short-term rentals from the ground up. But that is one thing really unique about IROC so far is we are building them from the ground up with the user in mind. Like I, I really think through like, okay, how would they get their suitcases in? What's the pathway? Like what's the path of least resistance Mm -hmm. for them? Like how do they get to this bathroom? How do they share it? Like, what would a kid want? What uh-huh. Who's our user? Like, okay, our user for the next one is probably two couples with two kids each. So what does this look like for them? Or it's a girl's weekend. Like, and we're really crafting it around those reviews, around yeah. those stays. We want people, I mean- and hotels do this. So it's like, why as a competitor with hotels, like, why are we not crafting it with them in mind? And so we really want to craft our stays where the user feels like they just seamlessly fit into this stay. And so we hope that that's what is translated. And that's how we're constantly making it better. Like the smallest thing ever, someone wanted a bigger pot to cook with. And I Amazoned it in like the next day. Um, <laughs> Because it's like, of course, like that's what you need. We'll make that possible for you all. So we might not have thought of everything from the beginning, but we are committed to constantly solving whatever problem or pain Mm -hmm. point a guest might have so that the next one, um, and that's always my posture in reviews. And so maybe for other hosts who are listening to this is it's always this posture of like we thank you so much for that feedback. Like I genuinely like welcome it. Like, oh, I didn't even think of that. Like, thank you for that feedback. Thank you for sharing that with me. And I always want to make space for our guests to say, and I'm, and I'm really even now checking in with them. Like, is there anything that I can do to ensure that you are having just like the best day possible? And then yeah. if there's something I can do. And so it's the same thing as if you would walk downstairs to the, the concierge desk and they would say like, how's your stay going? Can we do anything? Well, you as a host who aren't there have to go out of your way to make those concierge moments for your guests. Otherwise, you just check them in in a seamless manner and you check them out. But there is a a new level of touch point along the way that I'm trying to ensure. And I really think that guests are just like loving it. Mm -hmm. So, so normally they don't need any. We don't even normally need anything. It's just more of a, wow, Hillary checked in on, you know, they're just are so elated. And so if there was, if there is a problem, it gives me the chance to solve it. And if not, it's a guaranteed like five-star reveal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like, I like the idea of like being, thinking about how do I intentionally create concierge like moments? That's a, that's a really good way of like framing, framing the importance of checking in on your guests. Well, guys, mm-hmm. this has been this has been a blast. I am so thankful for what you guys are doing, what you're building. Uh, for folks that want to learn a little bit more about We Are Curio, they want to learn a little bit more about IRAX, we'll, we'll have links to Instagram and websites below in the show notes. But any anywhere else you might want folks to kind of reach out to you if they've got questions or, or want to learn a little bit more about what you guys are building? I think the only thing that we have is Jason's art. I feel like his... Ah, I mean, yes. Custom commission pieces for other people's stay or just in your own home. Um, but also he is, yeah, he's just like an incredible artist who's in a gallery in Houston and in LA, but also just he does custom pieces as well. So I feel like Jason's art is um, not only just for your short-term rental, but also for your own enjoyment. It's incredible. Yeah. So yeah, we love if there's other couples who are considering, you know, doing this. We also are selling the IROX plans to 10 people to use for personal use. So it's not for like short-term rental, but we are selling those plans just because we've intentionally like labored over them. So that is something that 
is available if somebody's like, man, I love this stay. We have nice. a couple people who are taking advantage of that to building it um, for their own personal use. So just thank you so much, Zach, for having us. Um, we love what you're creating and just a new angle that you're bringing to the short-term rental industry. And so thank you for making it um, easy for us to tell our story. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, wonderful. All right, guys, thanks so much. Hey friends, hope you've enjoyed today's show. If you are an Airbnb host or know an Airbnb host who'd like to come on the show, please send me an email at Zach, Z-A-C-H, at spontaneous.com and we will chat. Behind the Stays is brought to you each week by Spontaneous, a carefully curated weekly newsletter that brings you the best last minute deals and upcoming steals on Airbnb. It's sort of like Scott's cheap flights, but for Airbnb. You can sign up once again for free at spontaneous.com. Last but certainly not least, I didn't believe in Marie Kondo's whole spark joy mantra until I started podcasting. Now, my joy is sparked every time I see a new subscriber roll in. So please hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And so you add a little spark to my joy fire today. Okay, that was kind of weird, but um, we're going to roll with it. Subscribe um, and thanks in advance. All right, everyone. See you next time.